wait, are you trying to tell me that the that the march of technology will continue to move forward as time progresses? Oh, holy shit! It's like saying, like, what do you mean the 1080 GTX cars that just came out are stronger than my 980 I got a year ago? This is bullshit. This is garbage. Make your own fucking game. This, uh, this whole this whole uh, podcast thing—it's been a real journey. You know what I'm saying? Are you making a pun? I'm not making a pun. I'm making a reference. <laughs> a pun would be—I I don't know what a pun would be. A difference so, But anyway, uh, it's time for the Video Struck Podcast. That's a segue. As yeah, it was not good. Anyway, you're like a regular Paul Blarton here. Yeah, I know, right? It's real. Yeah, real top notch comedy. At, Woo! At Paul Blart. Really starting this podcast with a showstopper. <laughs> What's the opposite of art? Paul Blart. <laughs> anyway, um, it ends in art. It ends in art, which I'm sure that that word's very upset by that. <laughs> the association is just God damn it! I can't believe I rhyme with that now. But Billy Shakes is sitting somewhere going, <laughs> "Fuck this, son of a bitch!" Like there is a thunderstorm outside. In case you heard that, yeah, if you hear a little, that, uh, that, a little that, rumbly, rumbly, that uh, that shook the whole, that shook this whole wall here. So. That was pretty right up our right up our. My tiny little house is gonna fucking yeah. pull a Wizard of Oz here in a little bit. Anyway, but no, this week on the Video Strike Podcast, you saw it on the obviously on the thumbnail and on the thing or the, the title. We're talking about Journey today. We're talking about uh, well, not just Journey. We're talking about that games company. Yeah, um, I thought it was a good time for us to sit down and have an episode where we talk about That Game Company. Mm-hmm. Uh, that Game Company is a company that was a, a, a team of college students that was actually uh, picked up by Sony after they developed a, a, a kind of a proof-of-concept game called Flow Yeah, uh, that had to deal with uh, basically you were a small like amoeba in a Petri dish, mm-hmm. and it's all about evolution. You consuming smaller things to become larger avoid these oh large that animals. was them okay yeah. all right and, uh, so that game was floating around in the ether i guess around 2004 and then right at the launch of the playstation 3 uh, they released Flow as one of the downloads to kind of, you know, usher in the network. Okay. Like, the early uh, <clears throat> PlayStation 3 downloadable games, the ones that jump to mind immediately are, like, Super Stardust HD, mm-hmm. Flow, and Gran Turismo HD Concept? HD... Pr- I think it was actually just Gran Turismo HD. Right. Um, so yeah, the uh, and that was they were uh, the Gran Turismo was a free download thing because sure. uh, they weren't able to deliver uh, Gran Turismo Five by the launch right. of the PlayStation Three as they had anticipated. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, you know we'll talk a little bit about the history of that game company and where they came from. Mm-hmm. And the three biggest games that they made. Uh, I think it's a really good time to do a retrospective on that game company, given the fact that um, a lot of the creative heads of that game company have left, and they just released a new game under a new studio called Abzu, Mm -hmm. uh, which is very similar to their latest work, Journey, uh, but it's an underwater adventure. Right. Um, so yeah, the uh, we'll we'll talk a little bit about uh, that game company, their their past, and yeah, which which game company? (laughs) <laughs> Thought I'd get that out of the way right at the start so that we wouldn't have to do that again. So restarting this podcast. <laughs> restarting. Well, I'll stop scratching. Anyway, uh, okay. 
so let's get into this podcast. Not only I, are we going to talk about We that. played some stuff this week. We There's did. some big PlayStation news this week. Yes. I have a bombshell to drop about the PlayStation news from this week. Yeah. And uh, should be a good time. Willow, we can knock it off. All right. Uh, yeah, should be a good time. Here we go. So the PlayStation Pro. How about that? On the news side. Yeah, um, actually, there, there was a big PlayStation event this week in New York uh, where Sony uh, unveiled, uh, finally, after all the leaked footage and everything, uh, and pictures uh, that the PlayStation Slim is a reality. Uh, they also talked about kind of the, the future and their roadmap of the PlayStation platform. Yeah. Uh, and they also unveiled the PlayStation Neo, which is now referred to as the PlayStation Pro. Yes. Which totally takes the final edit, uh, final cut pro, like <laughs> word pro with the square right. around it. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So I, I, I sure. all right, <laughs> sure, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, like I guess we'll kind of talk about the PlayStation Slim and some of the non-pro related stuff first. Sure. Um, first thing is uh, PlayStation Slim is a reality. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a little bit of it. I take a little bit of umbrage with that system, and some people who have high grade headsets like Astro should. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have removed the optical audio port off of that system, so yes. your Astros will not work anymore with that, yeah. unless they come up with some kind of crazy adapter, mm-hmm. which I'm sure they're going to charge you for. Right. But the PlayStation system, the old fats, as well as the new slims, are two ninety nine. Right. So that is a price drop and a new SKU. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've also got a bundle that is the slim that comes with Uncharted 4, yeah. Uh, for two ninety nine, so they're not actually charging like a premium to come with that game. So that's you know one of the highest re- reviewed games of the year, sure. as well as the new system. So if you don't really care about crazy optical ports and stuff like that, the Slim's probably a pretty good buy. Yeah. Uh, but the other thing that they added that goes across the PlayStation brand, even the old fat systems, is that they added HDR support into all systems with a new patch that's coming out next week. Right. Um, so every system that's available, if you've got a TV that does HDR, I believe there are even some 1080 sets right. that do HDR, uh, your PlayStation will be able to do that. Now, here's the number one thing that I've heard from most people kind of across the board is that, yeah, the higher resolution stuff, even with the PlayStation Pro, uh, the 4K resolution that comes out of that thing, if you've got an HDR set, you're going to notice the HDR probably more so than you notice the 4K. Okay. Um, Because what that HDR does is it it adds like 10,000 times the amount of brightness control to individual objects. Oh, wow. So, like, if you've gone into Best Buy and seen, like, those LG OLEDs or the Sony Bravias uh, that do HDR, the demos that you see out of those things, you're like, nothing I have at home looks like this. Right. Like, I even have, I've got the same TV. I go to the store, and I'm like, nothing I own looks like that, and it's because nothing I own supports HDR. Right. It's not necessarily about the resolution when it comes to the brightness and the color depth and all that other stuff. Gotcha. Uh, So if you've got a TV that does that, next week should be pretty cool for you. Um, So just like the the new uh, Xbox One S... Right. Supports HDR. This will support that. So, yeah. uh, you know, we're finally getting to the point where consoles are going to start taking advantage of a visual effect that PCs have been using for a little while now. Right. Um, that uh, on a big TV is kind of shockingly good looking. <laughs> yeah. Um, so as far as that goes, like, I, I think the thing you need to talk about before you ever talk about the Pro is that all games are going to work on everything. The mm-hmm. PlayStation VR is going to work on everything. Right. But... <laughs> They have said that with the PlayStation Pro, 
which they talked a little bit about, uh, about the facts and figures on that. It's an overclock processor. It's got the same amount of RAM, the DDR5, but it is a faster RAM. And right. it's also got a uh, new graphics processor from AMD that's capable of around 4.2 teraflops. Right. Uh, which is a getting on par with like a 970 GT. We're getting in that ballpark. Sure, yeah. Um, and given the fact that, you know, with all the compression tech and all this, uh, what they're called checkerboarding, yeah. uh, should make the 4K effect that you get out of the system pretty impressive. Right. Because the number one thing that everybody needs to realize is that despite the fact that your system is going to be outputting in 4K, almost no games are actually going to be truly projecting in 4K it's going to be a line-doubled version of that. So what you're probably going to get is something like a uh, more online with like 1440p mm-hmm. up-resed to 4K. Right, sure. Now, the thing that is a, an important distinction there is that the difference, if you've ever seen like really high-power computer monitors running really high-powered gaming gear, yeah. the, the difference between 1080 and 1440 is really significant. Mm-hmm. And then if you add a high-quality up-res on top of that, everybody who was at the event, if you saw the stream, everybody's like, this looks like bullshit. It's because you're watching a 1080p stream running through compression. <laughs> of course you don't notice a difference. Right, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think the fact that they even streamed that thing look, was a weird look for them. Sure, yeah. I understand that we live in a connected world, but if you can't send out a 4K stream to people... Yeah, then they're not... What gonna, does that mean? You don't receive anything, yeah. It's like you're <laughs> uh, if you want to see like some of the facts and figures of what this stuff at a pure technical level looks like Digital Foundry posted a few videos yeah. because they got the direct feed 4K footage directly from Sony. Right. And while their YouTube videos are only at 1080, they were able to actually show you the uh, what it does for frame rate and they can explain to you what the game's doing. Right. And show side-by-side comparisons of the same environments and show you the lusher foliage on this one compared to this one, the mm-hmm. higher resolution textures here and the, as opposed to that. Basically what this means is that the games on the PlayStation Pro should look really good. Right. Um, the other thing before we get a little bit more in-depth with the PlayStation Pro is that uh, the Slim and the PlayStation Pro are coming with the new controller. Right. So the rumor of that new controller that has the light bar on the touchpad right. is true. Yeah. Please, God, have a better battery. <laughs> yeah. It's like, we're going to add more lights and bips and bobs that'll drain that battery even quicker. Only you, half the time. <laughs> I feel like they, in designing the controller, they were so afraid of making a controller that was much heavier than the DualShock 3 was. Right, yeah. Uh, but this thing does so much more than the DualShock 3 did that it just eats batteries. Sure, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm fine. Like, the Xbox controller, I do not think that those are too heavy. I've even got the Elite controller, which is a brick, and I yeah. think that thing feels good. I like something that feels substantial right. in my hands. Sure. Uh, and I've actually grown really fond in the last few weeks with how much PlayStation 4 shit I've been playing. Right. Uh, I've grown really fond of that controller. Right. I just want one of those things that has a battery life where I'm not constantly plugged in. Yeah, right. Um, you know, uh, we'll talk about it later, but I played Arkham Knight basically in one and a half sittings yeah. uh, last week, mm-hmm. and I, that thing, I had to plug it in like three times. Three times in that one, yeah. And it's it, it's kind of ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, the PlayStation 4 Pro, uh, they, show, they showed off the new Mass Effect Andromeda. Mm-hmm. It, the weird thing about that is that they walk out and they start saying like names of characters, like, this is Ryder. <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> you have... <laughs> 
You've never shown us anything, and yeah, now you're yeah. just like, oh yeah, you know Ryder. Uh, <laughs> I don't know who that is. <laughs> uh, but they showed an area that was in a cave that used HDR sure. uh, that looked really impressive. Interesting. Uh, even on the 1080p stream, just the amount of light sources that were in that demo, the clarity, even through the stream that you can see, uh, looks really impressive. I am fucking stoked to play another Mass Effect. Yeah. yeah. I'm ready. You and a lot of people. Uh, <laughs> Mass Effect 3 wasn't everything I wanted and more. Right. And I understand that I'm kind of on the outside looking in on that. Like, most people that were really big fans really liked it. Sure. I did not. Right. I will go back and finish 3 before Andromeda comes out. Sure. Even though it has nothing to do with the new game. No, I don't think but so, But no. I just kind of want to warm myself back up to that universe again. Sure. Um, but yeah, like, so they showed up. Uh, Mass Effect Andromeda looked really impressive. Uh, they showed a little bit of that the intro of that Spider-Man game. It was really just like 30 seconds of it. Yeah. But, man, like the clarity they're getting out of that thing. Like when they show the amount of people that you can see in the distance in that world. Right. So all of that, like as you're zooming through the city super fast, it's not just cars popping up everywhere. Sure. The amount of popping and dithering that you normally see in those games seems to be reduced significantly. Right, yeah. It's um, that looks to be technically a system and a game that's high powered right um pretty impressive man what a what a get by sony to have an exclusive spider-man game sure yeah especially in time for that new film Mm -hmm. and for Mm -hmm. you to be the only place to get it yeah Mm, pretty good pretty good get there it's a good brand (laughs) kind of curious if that will be on pc Mm, yeah because the word exclusive anymore just means console, console exclusive. Yeah, it doesn't mean PC exclusive. And, uh, you know, like, I mean, No Man's Sky was out on PC within, like, three days of it coming out on PlayStation, and you had only ever heard it referenced on PlayStation. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, it it will be interesting to see how that kind of goes down. But yeah. Sony, with them owning the movie rights and all that other stuff, but I'd be curious to see if they would turn down the money of it being able to sell on PC yeah. to have it be exclusive, exclusive, exclusive. Right, yeah. So, it, 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 it's hard to say. It is hard to say. Uh, you know, Sony's a weird company. They only ever make money in the video game industry and uh, the appliance industry. They never... They don't make it in the movies. I'll tell you that right now. No. Uh, they're terrible at it. I think that new Spider-Man movie, if they get the right crew mm-hmm. on that, that thing could yeah. do real good for oh, them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think so, too. And just the fact that like they actually are teaming up with you know, Marvel Studios to make sure it's, you know, fucking right. Canon. Canon and all that jazz. So, you know, should be fun. Should be fun. We'll see what they do. Yeah, I, uh, you know, it's just a shame that Fox can't get on the same page yeah. as Marvel Studios because, yeah. I mean, with how quickly they're sinking the ship of those Marvel games, mm-hmm. if they had something that that ducked in and out of Avengers or something like that. Right, yeah. It could really reinvigorate a franchise that seems to be, in my eyes, flagging. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I haven't watched one since The Wolverine. <laughs> yeah, right? Oh, yeah. It's, I mean, it, it, they're, they're going to hit them up. X-Men movies are still making money for them. That's why they're not, like, jumping out, you know, jumping out the window or anything. But... There's gonna be a, there's gonna be it's gonna hit a wall. And I heard a yeah. lot of things about the quality of that apocalypse movie, and I'm curious yeah. to see that movie won't pay for the sins of itself. Yeah, but the follow ups will. That's yeah. why I think that like all of these movies that are yeah. like the Justice League movie and all those movies that are coming after Batman Superman. Right. I think they will pay for the sins. I yeah. don't think that a lot of people associated Suicide Squad with Batman Superman. Right. But I think that they will associate Wonder Woman. I think right. they will associate a Batman movie. Yeah. A Superman movie. A Flash movie. I think they're going to associate all of these with the failure of that fucking thing yeah 
And again, like Batman v Superman was not a financial failure at all. But it just it wasn't as big as the other ones because people stopped going, which is a big problem. Had a great first weekend. First weekend was phenomenal. So did Godzilla '98. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, again, it still made money, but it just you know it made a lot of money, but it just doesn't. It, if, if if you if you hit that second weekend and it drops eighty yeah. percent, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not good. So, so let's let's kind of push on a little bit here with the PlayStation Four sure. uh, Pro announcement. Uh, they showed a little bit of Uncharted. Um, interestingly, they started talking a lot about games that are already out. Sure, that will be supporting the PlayStation Pro through HDR support, 4K support, um, and one of the games that they that they announced support with that for like I almost like fell over <laughs> Shadow of Mordor. Oh, really? I didn't. Okay. There you go. Yeah! <laughs> well, and that'll be really easy for them to do. Yeah. Because you just take all that PC shit, mm-hmm. roll it into the roll PlayStation 4 Pro version, yeah. patch it, and move on. It will probably boost sales of that significantly. Yeah, yeah. There and it'll let you repackage it one last time. Yeah. One of your top games of 2015, I believe. Uh, right? Absolutely. Yeah, it was one of your... Absolutely. I think it might have been number two. Might have been number two. It was in the top think, three, I believe. Metal Gear 1. Metal Gear 1, but I believe Shadows was number two. Yeah. I think it might have been. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I, I really uh, was surprised to see that. But, you know, Uncharted 4, mm-hmm. tell me that game runs at 60. Right. Please. Yeah. I, I don't care if that game runs at 1080. Yeah. On the PlayStation Pro. Right. I want it to run at 60. Right, yeah. That game running at 30 and dipping a lot bothered me. Right, It created yeah. some issues sure. in the presentation with that game at times. I mean, that game is still one of the most breathtaking games you can see, but that the fact that when it does dip, it dips hard. Yeah. It, it uh, overall affected the performance of that game sure. in ways that you can't necessarily quantify in a number score. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just like, ugh, man, occasionally it looks sort of grody. Or, <laughs> and I, I think the better performance out of that will be great. Right. Uh, and they obviously generated assets that, if you know, with a 4K up-res will look great. Right. Um, so, yeah. Uh, or even if they can just make sure it's nailed to the wall at 30, at uh, running at the 4K resolution, mm-hmm. fine. Right. Yeah, that's good. Like that, you know, yeah, thirty like is not bad. It's right. just whenever you dip below thirty, dip below 30. I notice it. <laughs> it's like this is it thirty frames. Yeah, what's like, that? Well, it just starts looking like a weird blurry slideshow, and you're like, Ugh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't like that. That doesn't look good. Um, but yeah, so they they showed that um, and the the big their big banger. Uh, well, actually, before. Before they showed Horizon Zero Dawn, they talked about the PlayStation VR. Mm-hmm. Uh, they said that their uh, the PlayStation VR will have kind of a hardware accelerated mode. Sure. Uh, when running with a PlayStation Four Pro, right. So every PlayStation VR game that ever comes out will work on all existing models of the PlayStation Four, mm-hmm. but that the PlayStation Pro uh, will have better textures, higher frame rates. Yeah. Right. Um, because it doesn't have to worry about doing 4K. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At all. Yeah, he's all. All it's doing is 1080p to the headset, so you can just start throwing effects and, you know, all sorts of crazy shit on there to make it look good. And they showed uh, Mm -hmm. that shooter that's being made by Tripwire that I can't think of the name of um, that looked really, like, compared to what they showed at E3, it looked really good. Right, yeah. It was running at a much higher frame rate. (laughs) Uh, And it came off pretty impressively. Uh, The... Funny thing I'm, I've been noticing is that even at E3, yeah, they talked about the VR like a bit. Yeah, that thing launches in like four weeks. Yeah, and, and really. I think the 
I won't say failure, but I'll say tepid response Fonts. in the marketplace. Not sure. not in reviews, but in the marketplace. In the marketplace, yeah. To the Vive and the Oculus. Mm-hmm. I think Sony's looking at that thing going, ooh, let's lean into the pro a little bit more. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I think you're right, because th- th- there really was just sort of like a like a lackluster uh, uh, breakout for those things. It was just kind of like, and hey, here's the Oculus. All right, cool. Here's the thing: is that the the Oculus and the Vive pre-sold everything that they had for mm-hmm. launch, so it was a sellout on launch day. Sure, VR right what is a sellout on launch day. So you can right. say that Sony is doing one of two things: yeah. either they're not leaning all their marketing dollars into that that hard because they don't think there's a that strong of a lifeblood in there. Sure, or they're saying we don't have any more to sell. Why disappoint people? So once they're on shelves, we can lean into it. Right. Once yeah. Resident Evil 7 is out in January, we can make a huge push for this. Right, yeah. Uh, because I think come November, I think, honestly, they would rather sell you a Pro mm-hmm. yeah, than a, sell you a VR. A VR with the, with the regular box, yeah. Now, there is like a four-week gap between the VR coming out and the Pro coming out. But in that four weeks, they're going to be telling you about the pro. Right. They're going to be sending units to companies to market to you. For it is. That. It is an interesting time that they're both kind of upscaling their uh, their tech a bit right now. It's like they kind of got the same memo. It's just like, hey, uh, up like, uh, you know, like, what was it? What was it? HD? What is it? Four H or Ultra HD? Ultra HD and like 4K. It's just like, hey. Up your shit because things are about to are coming out now, and you gotta. Well, you know, that actually market. leads into a, an interesting point: is that like with the PlayStation Pro hardware, mm-hmm. one of the first things that people started screaming about is there's no UHD Blue dra- uh, Blu-ray drive in there. Mm-hmm. This is bullshit. The Xbox One S has it. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm gonna ask you a serious question. Yeah. How often do you buy movies on disc? <laughs> yeah, not not very. Yeah, it's like. And I'm not going to tell someone that it doesn't matter. Yeah. Because I do want a UHD drive because there's probably four or five films I would like to own on there. Tron Legacy comes to mind. Right. You know, there's about four or five that I would care enough to get. You do love Tron. (laughs) I fucking love Tron. (laughs) It's uh, it's definitely... It has the best soundtrack in a movie I've ever heard. It's a really good soundtrack. It's a fantastic looking film. Mm -hmm. It's fun. It's imminently watchable. Mm -hmm. And it's dumb in all the ways that I like movies to be dumb. Yeah. I'm going to go knock on the sky and listen to the sounds. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's certainly not a bad movie by any stretch of the imagination. I I did. It was fine. I thought people were pretty harsh on that movie, quite honestly. I think like, that movie is incredible. I've yeah. probably seen it eighty times. Wow, that's a lot of times. It's 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 gorgeous. Don't get it. it's gorgeous to look at. It's like, a movie that, like, whenever I'm bored, I'm like, I could watch Tron. Yeah, there you go. Boom. Tron it's, Legacy. It's like Fast and the Furious <laughs> Tokyo Drift used to be for me. Right. It's I just, must have watched Tokyo Drift two hundred times. Right. There you go. Yeah. Because that movie was real <laughs> stupid, but like. I love the look of Tokyo. Sure. Oh, yeah. Tokyo so when you give me a movie that's filmed in Tokyo, Tokyo. I'm just like, I love the look I'll, of this place. I'll just watch it because it's in Tokyo. Yeah, I just, I, I'm not, I'm not like a huge Japanophile or anything. Right. I just like the way that city looks. Yeah, yeah. It's cool. It's a cool city. It's like yeah. Barcelona. It is. I love the way that Barcelona Yeah, Barcelona looks. does look Like cool. all the cobblestone streets and everything. Mm-hmm. And yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so like, the, one of the first things that people harped on was like, no UHD drive. Yeah. First of all, I don't necessarily think that that matters, and here's why. Mm-hmm. Nobody will ever release games on them. Right. 
And Sony is very into the idea of marketing this thing as, well, Microsoft's trying to be that all-in-one entertainment bullshit. Mm. Fuck that. We're a game machine. Right. But the re- that's the way that they'll tell you on the front side. Yeah. But in reality, it's that this system comes out this holiday. Right. And not next, like the Scorpio. Right. It's not running on old hardware mm-hmm. like the Xbox One S is that's yeah. just overclocked. This is new hardware. Right. And they have to keep... They cannot charge more than $400. Right. This thing is priced at $399. Bucks. Mm-hmm. You cannot go more than your launch system price. No. People will no. laugh at you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah be. And the, the thing to remember is that, you know, the $500 price point... Yeah. Got Microsoft way behind the ball, mm-hmm. and I I think that marketing this thing at four hundred bucks, saying like, "Hey, you paid four hundred bucks a few years ago." Right. I'm sure you can get a couple hundred bucks out of your system when you trade it in a GameStop or a Best Buy or whatever. Right. To do your upgrade, you're paying two hundred bucks for your incremental update. It's just like you did with your phone, but you're going to get all these bells and whistles and more. Sure. It it's an easy sell. You throw in that UHD drive, it becomes, what, 450 Yeah. 500 500 yeah. And then... And the other thing that people jumped on that that I kind of laugh at is that, oh, the Scorpio, so much more powerful, 6.2 teraflops. I noticed that. I noticed and a lot of that whole, like, oh, yeah. My response to that is, <laughs> so, so you mean to tell me that a system that comes out in 14 months is more powerful than a system that comes out in two? <laughs> Film at fucking 11. That's <laughs> yeah, like, oh, it's shocker. Wait, are you trying to tell me that, oh, the, oh. that the march of technology will continue to move forward <laughs> as time progresses? Oh! Holy <laughs> shit! My God, it's a time loop. <laughs> like, who's fucking shocked at that? I know, it's yeah. like saying, like, what do you mean the 1080 GTX cards that just came out are stronger than my 980 I got a year ago? This is bullshit. This is garbage. <laughs> like, how? I, I can't I, help you people. I, <laughs> I swear to God, this video game forum that I'm a part of, I'm ready to just stop. Like, I'm just gonna... Forums are hard. I'm gonna just block it. Because, like, all the arguments that these people make, I'm just, I'm fucking mystified by. <laughs> Granted, see, it makes for material though. I think you need to stick with it because it makes for good material. Because, granted, I'm in a very particular position. Yeah, I'm not a teenager. Mm. I'm not a twenty-something. Yeah. I'm not in college. Yeah, I have a career. I have disposable income. Right. So for me, it's like, oh, you announced a new PlayStation, great, I'll buy it. You announced a new NX, I'm gonna buy it. You right. announced a new fucking Scorpio, I'll buy it. Sure. Because it's for me, it's worth the expenditure for the enjoyment that I get because I have the disposable income. Right. If that kind of money means that much to you, and I will fall back on this argument as often as I can, right. you shouldn't be playing video games. I agree. You don't have the expendable or, income. Yeah. Or, or just be happy with what you have. Or just be happy with what you get. There, there's so much choice out there. I understand like if you made the wrong choice that that can be that can be frustrating, but you made the choice. Like don't get mad at the developer. Well, it's not what I thought. Uh, like shut up! Like, I made a fan game and Nintendo took it down. Fuck you! It's their game. Make your own game. Make your own fucking game if you're that good of a programmer. But no, you have to steal assets from somebody else and make it. Or, make a game or here's something it. like you know the people like, who made like AM2R. Yeah. The people who made AM2R have never once complained. Right. They have not ever said anything bad because they fully anticipated that Nintendo would ask them to take it down, and they did that. Yeah. Because that's what they had agreed upon. Right. Whenever you make something based on somebody else's property without the license consent of mm-hmm. that company. 
Yeah. You agree to the fact that if they decide to say, hey, fuck this, yeah. you take it down. Right. <laughs> but the problem is all the fans are like, fucking Nintendo is telling people to take shit down. Yeah, based on the IP that is worth billions of dollars. <laughs> to them. Oh, I'm sorry. Which which makes the Earthbound uh, stuff even sadder for the longest time because they didn't give a shit that these fan things of Earthbound were up. No. <laughs> so, it's just, so it's just like Earthbound fans were like, hey, Nintendo, we're doing Mother 3 and like making a port for it. If you want us to take this take this down, we'll we'll definitely do that. And Nintendo never took it down. So no. a, a full translated Mother 3 release, and they're just like, okay, Nintendo, I guess we'll just do this. Like... <laughs> It's like it's like sadder than like going. No, we're gonna do that. You know, it's like, it's just sad. Yeah, it's so. <laughs> the the thing that bothers me. You know, with a lot of this stuff is that like the the weird fan outcry against the PlayStation Pro. Right. Is I think the reason that it seems so much more negative than it is. Yeah. Is that you get the PlayStation Four people that feel butt hurt. <laughs> yeah. And then you get the people who just have a 1080p TV and don't give a fuck. Right. Yeah. Which. Okay. Sure. Yeah, you, yeah. You're welcome to that. Right, yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. they have said that like the PlayStation 4 Pro will yeah. look a little bit better on 1080p TVs because they'll have higher resolution right. textures and better uh, frame rates. But ultimately... But, but you're ultimately, gonna... you're not the consumer for this product. Yes. It's like, you know, if you have an iPhone 6 and yeah. the 6S comes out... Yeah. You don't have to update. Yeah, exactly. You yeah. can wait for the 7. You can wait for the 7S. You can never buy a phone again. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's like that little tree that you sent me. That little uh, tree of like, do you, you going to get a present, yeah. bro? Check it out. You got a 4K TV? No. Do, are you going to get one? Don't get a PlayStation Pro. Yeah. It's just you, like, that's it. It's, you it's don't need one. You don't need one if you're not going to if you're not gonna Well, and it, so. I, I think that what most people are ignoring is the fact that like 80% of people who go out and buy video game systems, possibly more than that, mm-hmm. don't give a fuck. Yeah. These are the people who had standard definition TVs until well into the lifespan of the 360 and PS3. Yeah. They never really saw a lot of the graphical fidelity differences that they got. They yeah. just knew that that's the system that they had to buy to get the games that they wanted to play. Yeah. That's it. Yep. That's it. Mm-hmm. And this really loud minority when they're like, man, Sony's gonna hear us. Sony doesn't fucking care. <laughs> He'll hear from me. <laughs> Boy, they're gonna they're gonna listen to the outcry. No, they're gonna make billions of dollars off of this. <laughs> I bought one. Right? Yeah. I guess yeah, that's, that's my bombshell. Right. I fucking bought one. Yeah, you I did. have a 4K HDR TV. Why wouldn't Why? I buy one? <laughs> And disposable income, as you said. Yeah, Why it, it, you it doesn't it? fucking matter. Yeah. Although I am going to have to voodoo my PT out of my hard drive. Interesting. Because you can't re-download that. Oh, okay. Yeah, so. so I'm going to have to... That's true, I, I think yeah. I've found the program that will voodoo that off my hard drive. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, you got to keep PT. Got to keep that. Uh, if, if it comes down to it, I'll just keep my fucking regular PS4. I don't give a shit. Right, yeah. I, it'll just stay unplugged until like somebody's like, hey, you want to play PT? Yeah, sure, fine. We'll yeah, plug sure. It. Plug that in. Plug it in and go, like, oh, 1080p, this is garbage. <laughs> oh, yeah, you got my PT machine over here. <laughs> machine dedicated. <laughs> I delete everything off of it except for PT. Except for PT. It's the one thing. I mean, honestly, like it's 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 like it's like a his, it's like history now, though. Yeah, thing it is. Like, you can't get rid of it. You can't get rid of it. It's it's nothing is like that's going to exist again. It's no. just not going to exist. So, uh, yeah. but yeah, like so, the PlayStation Four Pro announcement. Like, I came out of that thing feeling pretty no. positive on it. I think that the. Uh, uh, I think the hardware looks pretty cool, other than the fact that where they added that middle tier, it looks like a Big Mac. Yeah, it I, does. I think that's kind of strange. It does. It's, got the, it's got the middle bun on it now. Yes, it has a middle bun. 
but yeah, I I, I want to get my hands on it. So what is it like November fourteenth, November thirteenth, yep. whatever it is. Yep. Uh, I'll have my hands on that thing, and I think I have a line on getting a cheap PlayStation VR. So we might have that in October. Right. On. So there you go. Uh, expect full coverage and no video because you can't spit out video from that thing. PlayStation Pro, go get one or don't. Okay. I or whatever. Who cares? <laughs> like, fuck, fuck, don't. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Who cares? Sony doesn't either. People will buy yeah, it. Yeah, buy, yeah. An, buy an Xbox. I don't get a Game Boy. Fuck you. <laughs> All right, moving on. Moving on to what we played. Yes. Well, we'll blast through these. Let you I go think. first. Yeah. Uh, I played Bound uh, this week. Uh, beautiful little game. Uh, I forgot who developed that. Oh, man. It's going to... I thought I had this in my head. I don't. Small uh, developer. It's a very small developer. Uh, it's very. It's a very quiet game. Reminds me of Journey a lot. Uh, interestingly, we're talking about we're talking about uh, that game company later on. But uh, Journey, it reminds me of. Uh, basically, uh, it has a weird beginning where you're a pregnant woman walking on a beach for some reason. I have no, still don't know where that comes into play. Uh, like. I think the pregnant woman I, is the dancer. She is. It's like her art, but it's just, it's weird. Because, like, I think it's sort of like a, it's symbolic of, like, you know, she's pregnant and I don't think she has a husband. And that's kind of like, it. it's sort of her coping with, like, what's going on right now. I she's think, preparing her herself for the scarlet letter. Basically. <laughs> well, I think so. You know what? You're right. <laughs> yeah! It's a, the big twist. It takes, pla- it takes place in, like, the 1700s. Awesome! Like, oh, it's amazing! Fucking like M. Night Shyamalan? <laughs> it is, yeah. It's a, it's a reverse of the village. <laughs> anyway. Um, but no. Uh, basically, uh, the animations for your main character are this, uh, this princess of this land that's, like, completely made by voxels and shapes that sort of all move and can collect all around you and as you walk like the the, the floor completes around you as mm-hmm. you walk you go up to next stages uh, but your animations are all ballet dancing everything you do is specifically like a I don't know if they motion captured or not it looks sort of motion captured but it also sort of looks just sort of developed that way like not, hand, hand animated yeah hand animated I'm not too sure it's really smooth though uh, I absolutely adore how uh, how she everything she, every movement she makes is as though she's dancing across a ballet uh, a ballet stage. Um, uh, different you know different types of moves. There's a ribbon dancing uh, mechanic and everything. Uh, really beautiful. Basically, you're tasked by your mother, the queen, to go fight some monster that's invaded your kingdom, mm-hmm. and it's like this big Godzilla monster in the distance, and uh, you know, really scary. It's really freaking scary and black and weird looking, way different from anything else. It's all jagged and stuff like that. Really cool game. I haven't figured out all the mechanics of it yet, which is interesting because it doesn't tell you anything. It doesn't tell you anything. It just presents you with a situation like, oh, there's a small beam here. Maybe I can walk across this small beam, and sure enough, you go up and you just start. Loop, 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 tiptoe. Pirouetting. Pirouetting across the small beam, and you can even jump, and she does like a twirl, and like you can just basically just, just twirl all through this whole thing. Um, uh, it'll show like a little, si- a, a smaller beam next to a wall, and you hug up against the wall, and you can just sidle along like a little thing, you know. Um, ribbons that you slide down or, sli- or climb up on by doing a little ribbon uh, Cirque du Soleil type dance on it. Very beautiful. Uh, I recommend you watch some footage of this game. It's it's definitely yes. it's got a look to it's it. It's got a beautiful look to it. I I, I like how it looks. Um, has a, a wave of voxels in the background. That's sort of like just waves of you know water going around. Interesting that two games uh, in this current Sony promotion both have 
a uh, a very journey esque that yeah. game company esque approach to them between Abzu and Bound. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Abzu is a game that uh, I'm, I'm kind of waiting on a sale on it just because it, people didn't seem to freak out about it the same way as Journey and Flower. Sure. Uh, but yeah, very yeah. much the same way uh, mm-hmm. of you know short experience, brief experience, yeah. but just a look and a and a animation quality to it that is evocative yeah. yes. uh, and emotive in yes. a lot of ways. Yes, indeed. Um, it has interesting things. It doesn't teach you any mechanics, which I love. There's no HUD. Uh, in fact, there's one part that I haven't figured out. There's a long jump that I haven't figured out how to do yet. It shows you can do it in a very interesting way that I probably, that I probably don't want to spoil, but it just doesn't... You have to notice it. And then you had to figure it out for yourself. There's no, like, prompt to be like, oh, A plus B equals do this, you know. It doesn't, uh, you know. So it's pretty cool. I like it a lot. Um, and I will continue uh, experiencing that game uh, as it goes along. But that's what I've played this week. Uh, Hoss, what have you played? You've played, uh, well, we both played, but you played Odin Sphere. Uh, let's go ahead and get that one out, right? Oh uh, uh, yeah, we uh, we actually just recorded some footage of this. So sometime mm-hmm. in the next uh, week or so, you should see uh, some video yeah. um, of Odin Sphere Luskreisa uh, uh, go up on the uh, on our YouTube page. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a re-release of a game from I believe two thousand five mm-hmm. uh, for the PlayStation Two. Um, it's a two D side scrolling. Uh, uh, kind of action RPG mm-hmm. uh, that is designed uh, by the company Vanillaware right. uh, that went on to make some other games that you might be familiar with, Dragon's Crown and Muramasa the Demon Blade. Right. Um, the uh, pretty much all the games in this series have released uh, have received like uh, multiple ports. Right. So Odin Sphere is on the PS2 and the PS4, as well as downloadable as a PS2 classic on the PS3 for, I think, only 10 bucks. Right. Um, but you can also get, uh, like, Muramasa is on the, it was a Wii game originally, and it was ported to the, I think, PS3 and Vita, and then Dragon's Crown is a Vita and PS3 game as well. Yeah. Uh, or maybe even Vita and PS4. Four. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I haven't played very much Dragon's Crown. It was a little bit too booby for me. <laughs> a lot of boobage. Uh, man, lot every, of boobage. Every, every picture of that thing, I'm like, I can't have women over when I play this. <laughs> I just think I'm a giant bird. I'd be like, what's up, anime guy? <laughs> like, all right, cool. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. I, I really enjoy uh, Odin's Fear. This seems to be a really well done remake of the game. Um, yeah, it's interesting because I, I have noticed those characters for a long time and... I had heard the name Odin Sphere, and I just never cross-referenced those characters with Odin Sphere. But I see them like they're drawn all the time, just because the art style of this game is absolutely beautiful. Like I just, you know. yeah, it has a very, very good, like almost watercolor background look with a mm-hmm. uh, with a hand painted, like more distinct coloring for your uh, for your enemies. So it makes yeah. the enemies. And your character stick off the screen away from the watercolor backgrounds yes. of the environments. Yes. Uh, gives everything, like, a, kind of a very special look. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing to know about the PlayStation 4 remake of this game is that, like, yeah, it's 1080 and it's widescreen and all that other fun stuff. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't look like they really redrew anything, but the original assets were of such high quality that it kind of just like Valkyria Chronicles with that re-release that it re- uh, received on the PS4 earlier this year. Right. It didn't need it. It just looks good. Sure. Um, and yeah, I, I think that's... Uh, I haven't played super far into it. I'm maybe at this point like a couple hours into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's. Uh, it definitely seems like a quality version of a game that back when I played it on the PS2 and 
kept screaming for other people to play it and they wouldn't, uh, that it's a good opportunity for other people to maybe finally fucking listen to me and play some Odin Sphere. There you go. I played... Other than Dragon's Crown, I, I played this and Muramasa. I think this is the best one, mm-hmm. uh, but Muramasa is also really good. Go. But granted, I was playing Muramasa on the Wii, and it didn't have like the most fantastic control scheme. Right. Uh, so you know your mileage may vary with that. Sure. Uh, but you know, I I think Odin Sphere's dope. Cool. And uh, I go. really had a good time with it. Cool. Shadow Complex. You just beat that. Yeah. Um. Interesting story with Shadow Complex. Mm-hmm. Uh. I got that back on the 360 back when it came out. Yeah. And uh, it came out in 2009. Yeah. And hit a weird wall in that game. It's a very short game. It's only like four hours. Sure. Uh. Hit a weird wall in it. Got fucking lost. And mm. my map broke. And whoa. I put the game <laughs> down. Uh. So like, there's supposed to be these uh waypoints that show you where you need to go. Right. And that just. They all disappeared. I had no idea where to go. Wow. So uh, I ended up putting the game down and just never returned to it. Right, yeah. Well, they ended up, uh, limited run games, the company does those short run versions of video games, ended up having uh, the Shadow Complex remaster that just came out as one of their PS4 uh, games. And I purchased it. And I didn't necessarily have all the intention of the world of opening it. I kind of like buying limited run games just to have them because, like, the rarity is cool. Right. Uh, but it showed up, and the disc was loose in the box, and I was like, well, I should probably just go ahead and open this. <laughs> uh, so I went ahead and opened it, and uh, I ended up playing it in one play uh, in one sit-down playthrough. Right. Uh, the game, like I said, about four hours. It is a Metroidvania. It is absolutely fantastic. Cool. Uh, got some Nolan North in there, yeah. uh, being real Nolan Northy. Really Nolan Northy. Uh, it's very good. It's totally your Metroidvania, where you get different weapons. The weapons unlock doors. You yeah. uh, find capsules that upgrade the amount of weapons that you can have for each slot. Sure. And yeah, it is really fucking good. And nice. the the remaster is really nice because I actually went back and goofed around with Shadow Complex. It's backwards uh, on the Xbox One. Sure. Uh, and played it not too long ago and I was like, eh, this game looks a little grody. It doesn't look bad, but you can definitely tell it was made seven years ago. Right. And that remaster... Still doesn't look like a game that came out today. Right. But they cleaned up all the faces. Man, the faces in, the, in that game were fucked up. <laughs> uh, and they fixed that and, uh, you know, overall just added an extra sheen to that game that makes it look good. Shadow Complex is still fucking awesome. If you want a really brief yeah. uh, Metroidvania that is hella fun to play and, you know, it's got guns in it and grenades and cool shit. Yeah. The game's awesome. Yeah, there you go. Boom. Uh, I think we'll wrap up these next two real quick. Uh, Transformers Devastation by uh, the Platinum Games one, correct? Yeah. yeah. Platinum Games. Uh, I, I checked that game out on kind of a whim. Mm-hmm. I kind of thought that might be something that we'd want to get video of just because, like, I'm a big Series 1 Transformers guy. I sure. Think, I think the look of that shit's cool. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, you add Platinum Games into the mix, and, you know, I thought, you know... The game reviewed okay. Yeah. And I sat down with it. That is the most bare bones, <laughs> vapid third person action game. Like, the story seems fine. It's totally an episode of that TV show. Sure. Uh, but, man, it's just. Just vapid. The only yeah. thing that exists from their Bayonetta pedigree, yeah. uh, given the fact that this is a third person action slashing game, sure. uh, is the fact that if you dodge right before an attack hits you, you get witch time. Right. 
Yeah. Um, or, and I think they call it like robot time. Yeah, I was going to say whatever they call it in that game, yeah. <laughs> but other than that, like... Energon. <laughs> all of that finesse, yeah. gone. Just gone, yeah. Absolutely gone. See, uh, that, that's the thing, a lot of their third-party titles, I think, they're very stripped bare-boned to just... Because Activision only gave them a tiny bit of money to make those yeah, games. Yeah, and to basically just cater to the fan base. And it's like, oh, I'm this character doing this stuff. And that's the appeal. It's not the gameplay. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that, they did the same thing with the Korra game. Like, it's just... I heard that Korra game is especially bad. It's though. just vapid. It's just, like, vapid. Like, it's just, like, it works fine. Like, again, like, the combos are... Works fine. But it's just, it's... It's just nothing's there. It's a, It's just, like, it's... You, you might as well just be fighting skeletons. Like, just, like, blank, you know, v, you know voxeled skeletons. And you're in... But the fact that it's, it's just catering to that whole like you're the avatar and you're fighting these demon spirits and that's it i think the <laughs> fact that they made a ninja turtles game this year where yeah. all four ninja turtles are on screen the entire game but you can't play co-op yeah couch co-op yeah wow that's, that's ridiculous how is how is local co-op not a thing for your ninja turtles game that's wow not not okay no not okay not okay but yeah weird platinum uh, when you got a budget, you're great. But. <laughs> yeah, Rising Revengeance, Bayonetta, yeah. Bayonetta 2, yeah. Vanquish. Vanquish, yeah. Fuck, man. Release a PC version of Vanquish. Yeah. I want to do a playthrough of that for the site. Yeah. That is totally a game I would play through on the live stream, yeah. like, next year if it's yeah. out by then, because I can beat Vanquish in, like, five hours. Yeah. I'm pretty fucking good at Vanquish. We've been promising a return to Revengeance. We will do that. I definitely want to return to Revengeance and start doing our... Our we our uh, playthroughs and everything. We're gonna return uh, Vinch. We, we're gonna return Vinch. Uh, we're 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 in a good spot right now where we're getting good content up, and I think we're in a good spot to start putting more and more things in. Uh, so you know, I think we've got our, we've got a handle on things right now pretty well. So. Yeah, we yeah. Uh, we kind of had to get our wits about us again, and mm-hmm. we're trying to get back on that regular schedule, which yeah. I feel like for the last month and a half or so we've been yeah. pretty good at. Been pretty good. With uh, and uh, yeah, g- expect to see some of that stuff come back soon, but I think. We, the the tough thing with being a really small site with, as we say all the time, two dudes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the 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 thing that we struggle with is just that. Yeah, you want to have this stuff that like kind of keeps people like your tight knit fan base coming back week to week for that. Sure. But at the same time, we also are still trying to build. Yeah. Um. So we need stuff that like, oh, you know, maybe we'll hit the Odin Sphere people. Maybe mm-hmm. we'll hit the Titanfall people. <laughs> yeah. And you know, just kind of try to build this base a little bit more because mm-hmm. you know. At a certain point, like, yeah, having, you know, 50 or 100 people that really like the shit that you do is right. awesome, but sure. I'd like to have 5,000 people yeah. that really like the shit that that'd, we do. That'd be nice, too. Yeah, and, so. you know, it's, yeah. like, a lot of those playthrough videos that we did, the hits on those are very, very low. Yes, they are. It just, they just are. And I don't know what to tell you. It's like, it, it's hard to get a Let's Play to go, you know. It's, it's hard Anymore, especially with the way that people yeah. do Twitch and Twitch schedules and those people that do it full-time and everything. Yeah. Uh, I just think that there's there's definitely a market that yeah that has a lot of that cornered. And I, I'm trying to find a way for us to return to that and for us to do it in such a way that yeah. it pleases people, but also it right. is the best use of our time. Yes, agreed. All right, let's bang out Arkham Knight uh, real quick here before, and then let's get into that game company because we are long into this podcast, but uh, that's fine. Uh, Arkham Knights, we finished that off last weekend. Uh, yeah, we did. Yeah, and you finished it off completely uh, with the Nightfall, so. Uh, well, I didn't do that. Shit. I just watched the video. Oh, you just watched the video. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't want to make anybody think. 
I did a single side mission in that game because I have not. You didn't. That's right. Yeah. I did zero side missions in that entire game. Right. I sat down and in one and a half playthroughs, right, just played through all of Arkham Knight. All of Arkham Knight story mode, baboom. Uh, so you had low armor on that tank. You had like I had zero <laughs> upgrades on fucking anything. <laughs> you had like the missile barrage and I think one armor upgrade. Yeah, there that was real fun. But you powered through it. You know, good. That's good. Uh, good gamer skills right there. That's what that is. It's uh, it definitely like my tactic for finally beating that fucking tank. Yeah. <laughs> So, you're fighting the Arkham Knight, He's if you've played the game, he's in that huge fucking tank. Yeah. And, you know, the city's all covered in the, the neurotoxin. Sure, yeah. Uh, and so you you have to do the stealth sequence where you take out all these scorpion tanks, and then you have to, uh, you shoot him a bunch of times. Yeah. And then he kind of goes into, like, this frenzy. Right. And I'm like, oh, fuck me. At least you can restart it there, because that's, like, one of the, the times that I died a few times. Right. Uh, was right there. Um, but the way that I ended up doing it is that I found out to beat him, you couldn't do that dink and dunk shit anymore. You just had to fucking surf, circle straight from like Wolfenstein 3D. Right. And that was the only way to beat him. (laughs) Uh, but yeah, like the, uh, other than a lot of the car shit, which I did not like in that game. Yeah. I think that game's really fucking good. Yeah. Yeah. The last act of that game is Fucking incredible it's from nuts. a storytelling perspective. It's nuts. And the gameplay's really good, too. There's a couple of those, like, right near the end. I feel like there's probably one too many car sequences and, like, yeah. maybe one too many beat-em-up sequences. It, it, it seemed like every time we were entering the last tank sequence, there was another tank sequence. Yeah. And I was like, oh, like, just let this be it. Yeah. You know, so. The, uh, and I, I won't spoil this for the people. I know we are like so far out from the release of this thing. Right. But the last bit of that game, mm-hmm. there is a storytelling bit where the gameplay completely changes and yeah. it's funny, it's incredible, it's some of the most like emotional storytelling that series has ever done. Yeah. But it's done tactfully, it's done impressively. Yeah. There are character manipulations near the end of that game that are done really fucking well. Mm-hmm. And man, Batman is a dick to every human being <laughs> on the planet. I think it's why you like Batman so much. Fuck, man. <laughs> like, he's always a dick. He's way more of a dick in that game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's a massive dick. He's a massive asshole. Uh, and, um, you know, I, I had a save game that I picked up, but... For anybody who's played that game, I was still in Ace Chemicals. Right, yeah, yeah. That's the beginning. Yeah, that's right. That's right at the very and start, yeah. Playing that through with no side shit, no no diversions, no extra car bullshit. Right. Just running through that game, I ended up getting this really tightly knit narrative, and mm-hmm. I think that might be the way to play that game. Right, yeah. Just because, like, it's just bang, 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 bang. The problem with, some, of the, problem with the side missions, I like some of the side missions. I like... Uh, you know, just running into them uh, randomly is pretty cool. Or, you know, I, I don't like it when the map tells you, oh, there's a thing over there, go check it out. That's a little boring. Man Bat's cool because he just pops up, and then you're like, oh, let's figure out what that thing is. And you can if you want, uh, which is nice. I just um, fly past him. Yeah, it's fine. It, it's fine. But you just pop into him. So it's like, so it makes sense within the narrative to be like, oh, maybe I will check that out. But the problem with a lot of those side missions is that they don't have much of a completion. There's just not much in the end of it. It's just yeah. like, eh, that happened. And the same with City. City did the same thing. The completion of those things was just not that big of a reward. Like, it just was 
Hey, you beat him up, and then that's it. What you're rewarded with out of there is the Nightfall ending. Sure, yeah. Um, which is the resolution where, you know, they break the bat signal and all that stuff. Right, it's, yeah. Uh, the Nightfall ending of that game is is pretty well done. Yeah. Uh, it, it's got a lot of Commissioner Gordon in it. Right. And yeah. that guy that they have doing the Commissioner Gordon voice yeah. is pretty good. Mike from Breaking Bad. Any Breaking He's, Bad fans uh, out there? <laughs> dude's got He's a got, good voice. Got a good voice. Got a good voice. Uh, and you know, great way to end that game. Like, you know, it's Batman leaving this city to you. Right. Yeah, basically. And yeah. I, I like that. The idea of, you know... No. My thing about the Batman is that the Batman exists... Yeah. Until the humans are fine by themselves. Right. Yeah. They, they, until they're able to walk through the light without this signal. Yeah. Agreed. And, yeah. you know, the idea that, like, I finally did it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It was like, I'm... I solved it I all. I saved them. <laughs> like, I saved everybody. And in the process became the villain. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, the, it's the Dark Knight ending. That's what it is. It's as a dark. fan of Batman. Yeah. As a real big, like, out of nowhere fan of Batman. <laughs> that's great. And cool. also... Read the Long Halloween. Yeah, Long Halloween's good. <laughs> that's a good. Really good. That's a good. Long Halloween's good. That's uh, uh, is that uh, when it sits? Brian K. Vaughn does Long Halloween. It's sitting right over there. Tim Sale, maybe. I think it's Tim Sale. Never mind. Tim yeah, Sale. I think it's Tim Sale. Tim Sale. Yep. So there you go. It's good. It's good. It's a good book. Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale. That's who does it. Yep. Jeff Loeb, Tim Sale. But anyway, that's it uh, for our what we played. That's a uh, full hour. <laughs> I've been completing a lot of games lately. I know, I know, but it's fine. We'll go. This is a long one. We're good. We're well, good. it's like weird. Like I, I went like a really long right. period of time with just like, oh, I'll just kind of sample everything mm-hmm. to the point where like my friends started busting my balls over like, oh, you never actually fucking play anything. You just yeah. kind of like sample everything. Sure. Motherfucker, I can beat video games. All right, <laughs> I'll play. I'll beat spin tires. Damn it! <laughs> you can't beat spin tires. You can't beat spin tires. That's. That's a game you can't beat. Oh, uh, my friend Jason from work, where I had mentioned spin tires, he wanted me to apologize on the air for saying that he ran up to me panicked, saying that I needed to play spin tires. You gotta play spin tires. (laughs) According to him, it wasn't that way. So, sorry about that. (laughs) Sorry. That was actually the first time I learned that he listened to this podcast. So. Woo! Got a listener. Awesome. Uh, but anyway, we are going to cover now the topic of the day. An hour into this podcast, it's fine. Uh, that game company, uh, which is the purveyors of Flow, Flower, and Journey, uh, yeah. respectively, time, time-wise. So I have a history that goes back to, uh, now that I've looked it up, February 2007 mm. uh, with that game company. Yes. Uh, they weren't able to meet the launch of the uh, PlayStation 3 mm-hmm. uh, with Flow. Right. Uh, the game ended up launching in February uh, 2007. Uh, I think it was six bucks. It was pretty cheap. Sure. Um, it was a very small game. Uh, the uh, the there were two people who actually started that game company. Let me actually grab their names real quick. Sure. Um, it's uh, Genova Chen and uh, Kelly Santiago. Yeah. Um, they were students at uh, UC Berkeley. 
Um, and uh, they uh, were coming up with this game design. Sony ended up seeing it at an indica- uh, independent game festival mm-hmm. and said, hey, you know, we got this uh, piece of hardware coming out, you know, your little uh, uh, independent yeah. PC game. Uh, would you like, would you mind making a version of it for the PlayStation? We'll give you a little capital for you to, uh, for you to do the work, and we really want you to blow the game out. Sure. Uh, well, despite the fact that, you know, the game shipped a little bit late, it's also, in their words, like, it wasn't really even half the scope of what they originally wanted to do. Uh, but it was what they were able to get out the door at the beginning, and it still launched kind of in that launch window uh, for the PlayStation 3, and kind of was sort of notable. It was like in the yeah. early days of downloadable games, we had the $6 thing that you can spend a few hours on that was cool. Uh, it was definitely something that, like, not to the g- degree of something like Geometry Wars Retro Evolved right. on the Xbox... It was one of those games, though, that whenever you talked about the PlayStation 3 and, you know, some of the downloadable stuff, it was something that was always kind of in the conversation. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the uh, uh, the launch of Flow uh, went pretty well. You know, the, the game is, uh, it's entirely six-axis based, so it's the tilt controls on the controller. There's no buttons in it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, so you're just kind of shifting around this little amoeba, and you yeah. can uh, soak up these other amoebas and become larger entities and avoid yeah. predators and mm-hmm. end up actually becoming the predator yourself and just eating yeah. everything in the Petri dish, which is really cool. Yeah. Uh, the game has a very cool, like, stark, like, blue and bright white look to it, so it looks yes. like it's under a, like, an ultraviolet uh, microscope. Microscope, yeah. Uh, which, is, uh, which is really pretty cool. Yeah, which is interesting, because you mentioned Flow. It didn't, nothing came to mind until you told me about what it was. I didn't realize that was them. I had seen that game, yeah. So So the next game that they undertook was a much bigger project. Right. Um, yeah. While still what I would consider to be a short-form game, it is a game that even today, from a technical perspective, is one of the best-looking games I've ever seen. Right. Uh, it's called Flower. Flower. Flower is a game where you are actually the, the wind. wind. Yeah. Uh, so you, you, you have a button this time. Yes. Yeah. It's all six axis controlled, mm-hmm. but the R2 button right. is the wind. Yes. And you can, you push the wind forward and it's all like a first person yeah. and you can zoom up using the, uh, the six axis controls and you zoom down into these gardens and there are specific flowers where you gather the petals off of them mm-hmm. and you actually complete little, a series of uh, these formations yeah. to unlock things, to change the world, to bring color back to the world. Like the flowers are the only things that have life in right. this black and white world, and you bring the green back to the grass, and right. the grass gets taller, and it waves with you, and it's yeah. absolutely uh, an incredible-looking game. Yes. Uh, have you ever played Flower? Uh, I have not, but I have seen it, yes. Um, uh, Flower is something that, like, it... It gave them, given the fact that they were from UC Berkeley, mm-hmm. yeah. But it gave them kind of like a hipster reputation. It, it did give them a hipster reputation. Um, you know, I don't know. I, I, it felt more subtle to me than anything. It wasn't very preachy, but it just was like, yeah, you're spreading this. Th- you're spreading this. It's a dead world kind of a thing, and you're spreading life throughout it with, uh, you know, with uh, just being. The wind, and you know, it's not like it's not a game. You know, like there are puzzles to complete, there are tasks to do. I think what know? I think what really got people down is that, like, in the lead up to that, there were reviews for that game where people are like, "Oh, it's the video game equivalent of a poem and stuff like that." Like, uh, <laughs> oh yeah, we don't need that. Maybe a little much. Yeah, we don't need that. Uh, <laughs> hyperbole, everybody. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but the uh, I think the thing that like a lot of people no. just kind of harped on as being like a little bit preachy is that like the main right. menu of that game is 
it's this windowsill that has, I think, five flower pots on it. Right. And it, it's, they're sitting, like, they're kind of wilting before you beat the level right. in front of this city window. Right, yeah. And, you know, you so you click on the pot and it zooms in and you can see, like, kind of the grody street outside and stuff. Sure. And uh, as the game uh, moves on, you actually go from, like, these big wide open fields to, like, these canyons and then areas near where, like, uh, civilization has started to encroach upon nature and things and sure. you know i i think that that game is still very impressive yes uh and i i will heed people's distaste for that game's tone sure but i don't think that it gets in the way of that just being like a really cool game yeah. it's something that back when it came out i every girl that i dated for like a two-year span that didn't play video games, I'd be like, I got something I want to show you. Right, yeah, and they would enjoy it. There's just, this trigger moves, Yeah, and then other than that, just drive it like a kite. Right. And it's very easy to pick up, and it's beautiful, Mm -hmm. and it's, it's imminently satisfying to, you know, to continue to unlock these, you know, these parts of the world. I I think that's a really cool game. Yeah. Uh, But it wasn't really until... Uh, 2012's Journey mm-hmm. that that game company really kind of hit the map. Mwah! <laughs> With a a gorgeous game. Uh, just uh, you know, it's critically acclaimed. If you haven't played this game, you're a fool. I just I, I just think this is this is a game I think that everybody should at some point play. I don't. Again, like taste is obviously relative. Uh, you know, there might be some people that fucking hate Journey. I don't ever want to talk to those people, <laughs> quite honestly. Um, uh, the the art design of this game, uh, who's the guy that designed it? The guy that moved on to do... Uh, Genova Chen. Genova Chen, he did the art design. Uh, just, I don't know. It, it, Journey tells a story of just, you're this, you're just this sort of Jawa-looking being um, that has a, that has a scarf and your scarf is your HUD, which I think is really cool. There's no actual on-screen HUD on this thing. There's no life bar. There's no, you know, stuff like that. But your scarf is, in fact, your uh, power meter, I would say. Uh, it's it's your jump meter. It's your jump meter. It's how much power you have left. It's, uh, you know, stuff like that. You replenish it. It tells you all this through visuals, much like Bound did. I love that. I love something that just will tell you exactly what the heck is going on just by showing you the visuals of what's occurring. Um, like, the only on-screen prompts that I believe that ever gets you uh, from the beginning of this game yeah. is at the title screen, it says, hit X to start new journey. Yeah. And then I think it tells you once to hold down circle to chirp. To blink, yeah, to chirp. To do a little, like, bloom, and that's it. I think I think that... I don't even believe that it actually tells you to hit X to jump. Right, no. I could be mistaken on that, sure. though. Even though I just played through the entire game today. <laughs> yeah, uh, very short game. Not long. Uh, no, no, I, I consider these games, like... For lack of a better phrase, I lump these games into what I call short-form games. Yes, the Beginner's Guide is a short-form game. Yes. The Stanley Parable Stanley is a short-form uh, short game. Yeah. Journey. Journey. Flower. Inside. Inside. Yeah. Uh, limbo. Limbo. Yeah. You know, these are 
those sub four hour, mm-hmm. you know, sub sixty dollar experience games. Yeah, uh, Gone Home. Yeah, everyone's going to the Rapture. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the Vanishing of Ethan Carter. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's a whole slew of them. Yeah, yeah and right. some of them are. And they're all different types of games. Some of them are 2D platformers uh, and puzzle-solving games like Inside and Limbo. Yeah. Uh, you know, they can be any type of game, but what they all do is, whether it's implied or whether it's direct, mm-hmm. they're all narrative-heavy experiences mm-hmm. that leave the user to interpret. Yes. Like, yes. the end of Gone Home is the kind of experience that... Yeah. When I beat that the first time, I sat down and I thought about it for a while. Like, mm. did they run off together? Right. Yeah. It's like, what did happened? they get married? Did they get married? What happened? Yeah. You know, it's it's one of those things that you have to experience it to really get it. Like, somebody could walk up to you and tell you, like, one of the biggest things about the game Inside from this year. Yeah. They somebody could run up to you and tell you the end of Inside, but it won't mean anything unless yeah. you saw what that ha- means in that universe. Yeah. How it led to that point. Like, yeah. It just uh, they all kind of have that same vibe of you know telling again, like you said, a short form story. It's isolated. It's very much just this. It's not an epic. You're you're. Although Journey would seem the most epic out of all of them, personally. But it is just a story about this thing, this being, this character that you are, going on a journey. You're at a point, you're shown your destination right at the beginning. The twin-spired-looking mountain. And that's where you're going. And uh, it kind of, as you do it, it sort of unravels the, the idea that this is kind of your destiny to go there. Like, you're going to the place you're supposed to go to. You're on this journey for a reason. Uh, And then it's about companionship and relying on other, you know, people in this kind of desolate, scary world, you know. It it starts off as just sort of like a a journey. You're sliding through sand dunes and jumping across uh, ribbon areas and collecting more ribbon for your scarf, which is your jump meter. Uh, But then you get into, like dark, isolated areas where these giant stone dragon things come in and eat your scarf. So, you know, they'll uh, they'll tear you apart, but, you know, it's just... It, it, it's a no-stakes game. You, you, you can complete that game without dying once, because there is no dying, is there? No. Yeah, you just lose your scarf. You can't jump anymore until you replenish it. So you can get hit by the dragons as many times as you want. It's just going to take you longer to get your and, to finish your. And journey. the secret to this game is that like the scarf is your jump meter. Yes, but you never actually need it to complete the game. Yes, because what you may have to do if you say if you lose every bit of your scarf and you can't jump at all. Yeah, what you'll find is that there are ribbons in the world yeah. that will carry you. Yes, that will carry you across it. Yeah. And so. it, you'll just maybe have to dig for those. Mm-hmm. Uh, what having a really long scarf in that game does is it gives you the ability to play that game much more freeform and quick. Yes. yes. Um, like, you know, at this point, like the first time I played that game, it was probably close to two hours. At this mm-hmm. point, I can beat the entire game in less than 60 minutes. Yeah, yeah. It's just because you know how to navigate through things it, it makes I know how to not get eaten by the dragon exactly don't get eaten by the dragon therefore uh, you know you don't lose your scarf um, very interesting very interesting um, I I think the, the the most surprising thing I mean granted a lot of the budget for these games for Flow uh, Flower and 
uh, for Journey. A lot of the funding for this came from Sony directly. Mm-hmm. I'm blown away by the production values for these games. Yeah. I think even today, like, they didn't do, like, an HD up-res or anything. All the... Yeah. Journey on the PlayStation 4, which is free this month, which is one yeah. of the reasons we're talking about it now, other than the fact that Genova Chen's not at the company anymore, and the next work that they have will probably be largely different than this. Right. Given the fact that his creative design won't be the, behind it. Right. Um, but, you know, the, the game's free on the PlayStation 4 this month, but even if you played on the PlayStation 3, mm-hmm. it looks the same. Yeah. Be- but... You're just blown away by how good the sand looks. Yeah. I don't necessarily think that the underwater portion or the snow part are, like, shockingly great looking. I think they look good. Yeah, sure. But the sand portions of this game, the way that it moves under your feet... Yeah. And the way that the sun glistens off of it in a way that, like, just pops off a television screen... Sure. ...is just breathtaking to look at. You'd be remiss to talk about this game without just talking about how good that fucking sand looks. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's clear that the three years that passed in between Flower and this, not only did they make an entirely different game like they did between Flow and Flower, right. but they built a whole lot of new tech that was designed at doing a very specific thing. Right. Yeah. Um, one argument could be made that the uh, sand tech that they use about the way that it moves under feet is very similar to the way that when you're the wind in flower, when you zoom down, it probably uses the same technology right. as how it parts the parts uh, blades of grass. The grass um, but they still had to appropriate that and apply that uh, yeah. to the way that the sand tech works in this game and the way that yeah. the sliding works in yeah. that game, the way that you can basically ski down sand dunes. Oh, and like so a good. large portion of this game, you're actually spending skiing through levels, and it feels so fast, and mm-hmm. it gives you these these rest bits from these intense moments like with the big stone dragons and everything yeah. uh, or you know a respite from the small puzzle uh, puzzle solving aspects of this game there's not very much no. no one would ever find this game difficult but you might no. just stand there and look at it for a minute and go uh, what do I gotta do <laughs> yeah yeah exactly uh, but I, I think the uh, if you're somebody who's looking to play this game today Mm-hmm. Um, and you don't have a PlayStation 4 and can get it free this month, Yeah, one of the best ways to kind of play their entire catalog, mm-hmm. they made a disc for PlayStation 3. I referenced this on a podcast, like, I guess a month or two ago. A disc? Go. Yeah. Figure. It's Flow, Flower, and Journey, mm-hmm. and a bunch of behind-the-scenes interview videos oh, wow. and all the stuff that they made before Flow. Oh, wow. So there's all kinds of little games yeah, yeah. in there. that Like, they're not games, they're idea they're pitches. ideas, yeah, yeah. Like, th- what these college students made for term papers and shit. Interesting. It's cool. <laughs> I own it, and I love yeah, it. Yeah, that's, that's an awesome little... little uh... Little get right there. Yeah, and you can get that for like ten bucks, oh, and it's awesome. it's everything all in one box. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, the only downside to that is that I had to wait for it to be free on PlayStation Four to get it there uh, because it's a cross buy game, right? But where so, I just bought the disc, yeah. it doesn't cross buy that it way. It's not like the Xbox One to three sixty, yeah, uh, stuff. Right. Uh, but uh, it, I'm glad to have played it again. I sat down with it today, got a few trophies in it, and yeah. uh, you know I. I think Journey fucking kicks ass, man. It's awesome. It's, ama- it's an amazing game. It's a game I had to play immediately after my roommate was done playing it. Uh, like, as soon as he finished it, I was like, tell me when you're done with this game. I watched him play it, and I was like, tell me when you're done with this game, because it looks amazing. Uh, he finished it, and I started up a game immediately. 
just the fact that you run into any rent to a number of random other players that just at any time, and it still happens today. People are still playing that game to this day. It's not. Yeah, I ran into people a bunch. Yeah, bunch of people you ran into, and it will just basically at the end of it say who you ran into in this game. In this. Yeah, I like that it gives, like, your place... It doesn't tell you during the game who someone is. There's no voice chat in the game. You Mm -hmm. can't talk to anyone. Yeah. Uh, But at the very end of the game, it'll say, here's the eight people or so that dropped into your game. Here's their PlayStation IDs. Yeah. And it makes for an ungriefable experience. Yeah. Because think about it this way. Like, in most games, it's like, oh, I'm going to... I'm going to rush ahead of this guy, or I'm going to hang back, yeah. or I'm going to annoy the fuck out of this person with voice chat. Right. You can't do any of that. If I run too far ahead, yeah. or you'd lag too far behind, it unsyncs us from the game. Yeah, it unsyncs you, and you're... In, and then it adds in, a new in, person into my world yeah. and yours. Seamlessly, by the way. <laughs> it's like, and, yeah, and, and it, you go, and that and that person, you lag behind, you're off in a different game from where they're at. Yep. So, you know, it's, it's just, it's your game, and people just spawn into yep. it. And that's it, as they're playing their game. It's seamlessly done. It's beautiful. Kind of like how No Man's Sky was supposed to work. Yeah, kind of how that was supposed to work, yeah. <laughs> kind of how that was supposed to work. It didn't quite... Maybe we'll still get that, but uh, who knows. Um, but no, uh, basically, uh, I just... The score of this game is is, is really... Yeah. Is, is part of what makes it, it... The whole package is what makes it, but the score is just lovely. Uh, the way it crescendos at the proper points of when... Because it's all... Um, I don't know what you call that, where everything just flows into one... Run, I don't know, continuous... Fluid. Uh, flu- yeah, just, I guess, a fluid composition. Uh, composition. The only uh, the only breaks in action that you get from a music right. or graphical perspective that you get... Right. Uh, it, it, you'll never get a loading screen in the game. What you'll get are, once you complete a section, it will, uh, it will basically go to, like, this giant scroll that is your journey. Right. And what's really interesting is that, like, sometimes it will add things into your journey, or it will erase things from your journey because yeah. your your destiny was designed to go this way, right? But fate took you another fate way. Took you it, this it's way, always yeah. going to play the same way, but the way that the game mm-hmm. tells you how that's supposed to go is very interesting. Yes, uh, there there's a beautiful scene that we got to when we were playing. I absolutely love it. It's when you're at the top of the tower, right before you're about to make your final trudge into uh, the Twin Spire Mountain thing through the snow, you just you're sitting there, and there's this godlike form in front of you, this white angel version of the race that you are, uh, is just and he just sort of like presents to you this tapestry of everything that you've been doing throughout the whole game, and you're just looking at it as it all lights up, and it's just beautiful. Uh, and, and then he says, dang, dang. And he says, dang, 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 You know, and then it just kind of gives you this one little bit of ominous thing, this snowy atmosphere that you haven't experienced yet, and it's the most dire part of the game. You can't die in this game, but that part of the game really feels harrowing. Uh, I don't know how they managed to do that, but it just, but the score, the, the sound of the wind, the look and uh, deadness of the snow... Uh, you you run out of your scarf entirely at that point. There's no way to get. There's no way to finish that area without running out of your scarf. Period. And then you're just slowly walking until you collapse. And uh, and we won't go on to where go it goes to from where there. it goes from there. But it's just it's beautiful. It's beautiful. And I, I again, it's a game that anybody needs to play. I don't care if it's your type of game or. Anything of that sort. I think it's anybody's type of game. Uh, it's just 
Maybe not. Maybe not the Call of Duty guys. I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm of the opinion, and I will I will remain steadfast in this until I feel in my mind that I am proven otherwise. Right. I do not believe that video games are art, but I do believe that this game has some of the most artful qualities sure. I've ever seen in a video game. Sure. Uh, it, it's there's still something about the art form mm-hmm. the. Uh, about the delivery method, sure. That just doesn't quite mesh for me. Yeah. Of something being art, that and the fact that like ninety nine point nine 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 percent of video game stories are fucking awful. <laughs> but not this one. <laughs> no. <laughs> the boil water. Uh, but you yeah. know, I'm I'm very curious to see where in a post journey world where that game company goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's got to be getting close to seeing what they have next. It's right. been four years. Sure. Uh, granted, they had some changeover and things like that, but around the four to five year mark is what I would assume is like kind of a long time. Right. Uh, yeah. Between releases. Yeah. Um, but I'm I'm curious to see, uh, you know, where a Joe Genova uh, Chenless. Right. That game company moves on from here. Sure. Uh, we've already seen the first labors of his efforts yeah. uh, post-journey in Abzu, mm-hmm. which I'm very excited to uh, to sit down and play with. Right. Uh, it sounds like the PC version might be the best version to play mm-hmm. on that. Uh, it sounds like the PS4 version is, is good. Yeah. A uh, little framey. Yeah. Uh, it yeah, sounds like. Um, but that's different. coming from my friends that are like crazy into frame rates, so sure. most people will probably never fucking notice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it sounds like uh, that he's got you know a lot of things going at his new studio, and the thing that I would only hope for the most mm-hmm. is that both of these studios come out of this the better for it. Yeah. And we end up with two companies simultaneously making games that are like this. Agreed. Yeah, you don't. And, you, you don't want it to be like the Kojima Konami split up immediately, uh, tanking with Metal Gear Survival, like, and a really confusing fucking trailer for whatever the fuck that Kojima that Kojima game is. Sony was like, "We really want you to make a game," and he was like, "I can do anything," and they're like. Anything. Anything, and he sure as fuck did. <laughs> what if I give man from Walking Dead baby? <laughs> sure, why not? Uh, but you know, we'll see what happens with that. Um, we don't. Death know. Stranding could be cool. We don't know. It could. It could. I. I I'm not. Sa- I'm not saying it's not a judgment of the game. I just saw that trailer and went, "What the fuck was that?" Nobody does <laughs> big budget AAA quite like Kojima. That is a hundred percent correct. Nobody quite does it like. You that. can argue that people do it better, and oh yeah, I will neither agree or disagree with you. Right. But nobody does it like, like him. him. It's very true. No, he, he is of his own. He is, he is of his own flavor. It, it's kind of like Igarashi. Yeah. Nobody makes Metroidvanias like him. Yes, there are people that get close. Mm-hmm. Nobody makes them like him. Nobody makes them like. Oh, him. Oh, did you hear the bad Igarashi news though? Oh, did his did his thing get got canceled? delayed until twenty eighteen? <gasps> Whoa! Well, it was a twenty seventeen. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Because he had to build a team. He didn't have anything when oh, they, wow. when the Kickstarter started. Sure. Yeah. So yeah. he had to start from the ground up. Right. Yeah. Uh, but man, pushing that into twenty eighteen—that is a while from now. That's a long time. Yeah. Isn't Bloodstained also supposed to come out on the old shit as well? I don't know. Wasn't that a PS3 and 360 game as well? Possibly, yeah. (laughs) The idea that a PS3 or 360 game could get released in 2018 (laughs) is mind-blowing to me. (laughs) 
Oh, I could be wrong. That might just be next gen of PC. Sure, sure, yeah. Well, current gen. Of current PC. gen of PC. Yeah, yeah. People, whatever current gen is in twenty eighteen. Well, oh, knock it. He he, de- he delayed it to make it a VR game. Yeah. Okay, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't do that. I know, no, yeah. Metroidvania VR game. It makes sense. Metroid VR game. <laughs> Metroid VR. You know, that's how that works. But, but yeah, uh, I guess that will kind of cover it for today. I, I think I'm, it is. I'm glad that we had the opportunity to talk about this. I know that these aren't necessarily old ass games. No, uh, but I do feel but, like they're. It's kind of current in the sense that you can play Journey right now for free if you have a PS4. Right. Uh, but they're also games that I feel like are woefully underlooked. Yes. Uh, and it gave us a an opportunity to kind of take an entire work mm-hmm. of a company, a body of work. Yes. Always critically acclaimed, but just never quite. You know. Uh, they're, they're never quite mainstream, let's say. Uh, no. And Journey was the closest, I think. I mean, it got a lot of press, but, uh, you know, it's... But I still don't think they're out there selling 5 million units. No, no, they're not, like, selling COD black Battlefield units, no. No. Uh, but, you know, with a small studio that's, like, eight people like they have, you don't need to sell that many. That's just not how that goes. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, that's it for our episode of the Video Destruct Podcast. Thanks, Willow, for interrupting every five seconds. I appreciate that. No. <laughs> you were pretty good, I guess. Uh, you were doing all right. Uh, but yeah, that's it for this episode. Go check out Journey. Go check out those games. They're awesome. Go check out That Game Company. Which one? That one. Yeah, I did it again. I don't care. I went ahead and did it again. You're shaking your head audibly. I understand that. But you know what? Uh, I don't care because this podcast is over. You can check us out, guys, on uh, VideoDestruct.com. You can also check us out on social media at Facebook, at VideoDestruct, also at VideoDestruct on Twitter. And also, follow me on Twitter! <laughs> at Hoss underscore buddy. I talk to wrestlers. That's it for this week, guys. We'll be back next week. Check out our videos. We got a lot of good new videos coming out this week and uh, all that jazz. So I got retweeted by Rhino this week. <laughs> <laughs> all right, cool. I uh, got retweeted by Rhino, but that's it for this episode of the Video Strike Podcast. We'll be back next week. See you next time. Mm-hmm.